should you decide to accept it. Welcome back to Your Mission 5. This one was a, a Toma pick. Um, common Moccasins Caramel. Um, Toma, you want to talk about Caramel? Do you want to either like can get we, your voice down wait, wait, really wait. low? Be, before, before, we, before we get started, can we have yeah. the Caramel, Caramel, Caramel debate? Or can we settle that? Or is that a thing we can settle? Yeah, I can settle in. it. I think I can <laughs> settle it pretty easily because I heard Conan Moccasin pronounce it. And he said he actually pronounces it in one of these songs, and he says caramel. So I consider that okay, a caramel. Okay, yeah. so that actually that statement um, brings up kind of number two for me then, mm. um, because I've heard you say it both ways. Is it Conan? Is it Conan? <laughs> it's Conan. Right? If you listen, it's Conan, right? If you listen to the. If you listen to the way that the little ladies are chanting it, I think yes. it's Conan. I think that's right. Okay. okay. Yes, the little yeah. ladies. Yeah. Somewhere I got the idea that it was the... Conan. I, maybe it was from you. I kind of liked Conan. I just when I say it's Conan, the... I feel like I hear it in a New Zealand accent, so it feels. Well, it's the extra N. It's the extra N that fucks with you. Yeah, that's my yeah. problem. Is because Conan is C O N A N with one N, and this having C O N N should be properly pronounced Conan, which I think is why I sometimes probably do say Conan, just you know unconsciously because that's the way it's spelled. Well, and then but, there's uh, also Conan the Barbarian. Oh yeah. No, it's Conan, Conan the Barbarian. That classic Arnold Schwarzenegger role, Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah anyway, right. so, so it's okay. I, mean, I, guess, I don't know if it's subtle, I guess but whatever. For me, the, the, the care, like, I rarely say caramel. Like, I say caramel. Um, it feels like the aunt, aunt, like the aunt, aunt thing. Like, I feel like there was a point where I was a kid where I just said aunt. And then, like, just to be different, I started saying aunt. Mm, I like, think you may have gotten that from me, dude. And and the re- only reason I say that, that is because Katie used to make fun of me all the time because I used to, I would say aunt because I'm I, I'm not native West Virginian. That's what I learned in school. That's how I learned English. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I mean, I mean it doesn't bother me if someone says aunt. I mean, it you know, like who cares? It's the same shit. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and that's where I was going with the caramel thing. My, my next <laughs> statement was 100% about to be like, but I don't really give a shit which way you pronounce it because we all know what you're talking about. Caramel. Car- I want someone to say caramel. Can one of us like dedicate to saying caramel? Caramel. I mean, I already took up aunt, so I think I, I think someone else can take up caramel. <laughs> I mean, if you want me to say it that way outside of this episode, that's how I pronounce it. I, feel like I only did... say caramel when I talk about this album because I think that's right-ish. All right. See, I think I think there's four. I'm tra- I'm tracking four pronunciations here. Okay. I'm, I've got caramel. Okay. I've got caramel. All right. I've got caramel. And then I've got caramel that's four i'm tracking four different pronunciations here fun <laughs> i like you know i i like it i i think it's also one of those words like you know dana carvey had the like bit about judicial making you sound drunk like there's no way to say the word judicial, <laughs> judicial. without sounding like you're drunk yeah come I on come on our caramel, our... caramel Caramel is one of those words. It's like if I say caramel, yeah. like it really feels like I'm slurring my speech. Jenny, Jenny, as our as our lawyer, 
Um, <laughs> can you say judicial in a way that doesn't You're make you sound drunk? Yeah. <laughs> can I say Doctor, what? Doctor Gonzo, would you lay, weigh in on that? <laughs> can I say what now? Can you say um, judicial without sounding drunk? Judicial? Oh yeah, I say judicial all the time. <laughs> like literally, I, I say that word all the time. I. Yeah. By the way, this is my favorite. This is my. Fa can can the last song on the record be my favorite song on the record? Yeah, I think it can be. Um, <laughs> it's like the smoothest for sure. It's it's the most yacht rock out in my opinion <laughs> I, okay I'll tell you this um, Frankie's favorite song on this record is um, is is definitely um, is definitely I'm the man that will find you nice. he's that one was requested that's great um, uh, Iggy wasn't all that interested in this and I think Josephine liked Caramel and liked I Want to Roll With You. And I had to try to explain, um, I had to try my best to explain why are you crying to them. <laughs> Is the, uh, <laughs> was the only kind of tricky one. Listen, and you're the only one of us who can do this. The next time one of them is crying, please cue that up in front of me. <laughs> Because I can't. I mean, Chris doesn't cry that often, so I, I, it's going to be a long time before I can pull that out. <laughs> he um, just gave me a really weird look from the hallway. He was walking. <laughs> and if you were watching our podcast, you'd know what that was in reference to. Um, so, anyway, look. I just belongs on the, uh, the logs. Yeah, you might want to write that one. Watching our podcast, you know, that was that was a reference. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should add that to the list. A lot um, of, the next time that I say casually and offhand that something is fucking weather, <laughs> you listen to our podcast and you know what that's <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. Know? I, I mean, so I mean, we're already like since we're already talking about it, like, why are you crying? Yeah. Like, the the hardest song to get like 15 seconds into without feeling weird <laughs> once that happens like it's a nice like smooth like that's i put that as my free bird like just because yeah. it's like oh it's that's like your free bird guitar solo. that's your it's free like bird a huge guitar solo through the oh, entire yeah. song it could and, be it could and be I, it made me think of prince in the like established and like horny days when yeah. like there would just be like a woman moaning and him playing guitar yes. for like 27 minutes on an album right yeah and like it, it's amazing by the way i've got prince i've got a i do have a prince video queued up for the after party diamonds and pearls um, thank you which yeah. uh <laughs> is money uh we're gonna enjoy that um that's the era of prince when every yeah. music video was a short film yeah, and 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 there was like there's implied fucking subtle fucking, yeah, not so subtle fucking, like, you know, yeah. all kinds of fucking all over the place. It, it, implicit, yeah. <laughs> implicit yeah. fucking. <laughs> like if there's a word like, there's a term that gets thrown around on this album, and it's lusty, and like if I was to think of another like musician. Who's just straight up lusty in the prime of his career? It is Prince, right? Like yeah. we did, and, we did, and it's the same kind of like sensibilities, right? Like I, I feel like 
there's that like kind of edgy like I don't have to be hyper masculine with this like yeah. this is about this is about you know lustiness like it can be me in a thong with a, a <laughs> trench coat on right like it's, I, and I yeah. feel like that that got represented really hard with friends and like people that wouldn't listen to that any other way like we resonated with and uh, I think it's interesting to see it coming from Tron and Moccasin like it's yeah. you know like like it's it's there it's almost <laughs> like the visual goes away for a minute and you listen really close to what's happening in the song and it is stuck he, he like he if you watch the video for I'm the man that will find you um, it's definitely he's clowning like he's clowning mm-hmm. like hard yeah <laughs> and yeah. um i think that's maybe the di- like to me it's funny like you know you, you thought of prince and I, I obviously see the connection even with the with the sound with the arrangements all that stuff right but like i kind of thought about back midnight vultures era like just kind of yeah. extra horny but also having a fun jokey time you know and it's yeah. kind of a la- a little bit of a laugh yeah the video that you shared, Toma, of the side project, like oh, soft hair. Yeah, like it just made me think of Tim and Eric. Like the whole thing is <laughs> like a really solid also, Tim like, and Eric skit. When the dude's in the shower and he's like soaked up, and then Kona's yeah. just like filming with one hand and like spraying with the other. Hand. <laughs> Dude, he makes an like, amazing appearance in MGMT's video "Little Dark Age," which I also have queued up for the um, nice. for the after party. And he's hilarious in that too, and he obviously has one hell of a sense of humor, and you know, kind of another dude in like indie music around that time. Mac DeMarco's, it obviously like their friends, or he's involved with a lot of their musical stuff, and there's a lot of overlap in their sound. But I, I think another thing they have in common is they're definitely not taking shit very seriously. Like not at least from a, they're they're serious musicians, but they're not like. The feel of it and the flavor of it is not like dead serious. Like Prince, like yeah. Prince is dead serious that he's trying to fuck you. Do you know? Yeah. Like he's not joking around. It's or not that playing he's around. Going to. <laughs> yeah, or that he is currently <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Like it's just he's he's not fucking around with that. Whereas these guys, I think, are taking the piss a little, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Um, interesting they that are, that's uh... your that's your sweater that's your free bird because it was both. Mine and Jenny's sweater songs. Yeah, I, I looked at that earlier and thought this is going to be a fun conversation. We're going to have a good time today. Well, okay, I can just tell you that the reason I picked this as a sweater song is there were barely any lyrics. There was a lot of moaning. Uh, <laughs> do you know, it's like, like yeah. it's not quite rapping, but it's like, you know, vocals that aren't really lyrics exactly or not really part of the, part of the singing. And... Sure. I don't know why it's uh, called Why was, Are You Crying, exactly. I don't know. I can speculate, I guess, but... There was actually another candidate that had, like, exactly three lines of lyrics, um, but those lyrics were a complete sentence. So I was like, yeah, the song, uh, these are just, you know, a, a handful of words, um, and it's not a complete sentence, and that's more in the spirit of Sweater Song, if you ask me. Right. You know, I was thinking about, uh, for my my Sweater Song, because... One of the things we talk about is people like kind of laughing and talking. I was thinking, It's Your Body Five. But <laughs> That's like, a good one. 
Yeah, that's but a good one. That, like, that feels like a real weird pull, though, right? Like, there's something about the sweater song that that song doesn't quite have. But I was thinking about that in terms of, like, people kind of laughing. And, or It's Your Body One, maybe that's one of them, too. That whole... Let's... Can I transition to talking about It's Your Body? Sure, like, yeah. Series, it's, it's Your, your body. body, yeah. It's Your it's Time. My, yeah, it's my time. It's your <laughs> body. Um, so... It it made me think of Shine On You Crazy Diamond. Does that make sense yes, to anybody? Yes, for I, sure. <laughs> in that same way that like if you really take the time and listen to the whole thing like at his like start to finish, it makes some really interesting transitions and closes on a really strong note, right? Yes. Um, yes. But I, no one's I, gonna do that, right? Somebody's yeah. like like with any multi track like if you want me to listen to it as one piece, make it one piece. If it's like 12 minutes long, I'll know what I'm getting into. Don't lie to me and say like, oh, here's part three. You know, just like if it's supposed to be one, give me one. Because I will skip two, sometimes two, three, and four. Two, I, go from I, one to five. Me personally, two, three, and four. You know, I, I put seven songs on my cut of the 11. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The ones I left out are two, three, and four, and the very first track. Um, and it's mostly because, like, I feel like all the other songs are real distinct songs. Yeah. They have their own flavor, or at least variations on the flavor. And these are like "It's Your Body," two, three, four, and I would say even parts of one. One kind of takes yeah. a while to get going, but they're just kind of yeah. more soundscapes and cool sound, which is cool. I'm not hating. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that's, I'm not gonna like. That's why it's pull it out like you know when I'm trying to put a mix together or something, right? Like yeah. it's not landing on one well, of the mixes. Not that I'm looking to add another category, but that's why it's the uh, shine on your crazy diamond. <laughs> if it, you're right though, if it was one song, I would just fuck with it as one song. I can't do it. I can't do a third list. <laughs> 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 you gotta cut it off, dude. <laughs> um, I, I I just want to throw in real quickly because this is something that uh, I know, but you guys probably don't. Which is that the very first song, "Nothing Lasts Forever," mm -hmm. didn't make my mix. Um, didn't make my cut. I don't think it's like a particularly strong song on its own. Mm -hmm. um, but it is actually a transition from the last album. That is uh, "Forever Dolphin Love." that's been redone in like the style of caramel um huh. and i think that's what he was going for there is just like you know switching from that album because to be fair i mean he does sound mac demarco-y a little bit on this album mm -hmm. and i think those things were coming out around ish the same time although mac might have been first i think i think two or solid days one of them might have come out first yeah but the previous one forever dolphin love doesn't really sound like this um it yeah. has the closest it gets to this is um what's the name I, the, i'm blanking on the name um because i'm trying to hear it in my head and I, well that's all well right. look the I, one we watched with the lemons on his eyes that's the closest the last album gets to this sound um the rest of it is i'm glad different. i'm glad you picked this one um I, yeah. I didn't listen yeah. to the first one like a ton. I listened to it once the whole way through. And I like this one 
A whole lot. I mean, spoiler. Like, I like this one. I think, to me, it's like... I mean, okay, here's some controversial theory. He took the premise of, like, Ariel Pink's Can't Hear My Eyes. He took that. He, like, took the vibe, the sound, the premise, and basically made it a whole record with distinct songs. And that's kind of awesome. Like... Yeah. You know, that's cool. I think the world probably needed that. Um, and for me, really? I feel like it's a little more time. Yeah. It, it sounds like, again, I haven't listened to the, the first album like much, but this sound sounds a little more timeless. Like, I feel like it can't come back to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I get like little bits of, of Ariel Pink, but I think that like to me this feels more, um, if I had to pick an artist that I, I think it sounds the most like, I'd probably go with Mac DeMarco just because mm-hmm. of the um, the ever-present sort of like, I, slightly like R&B slash blues vibe that's like running through it, which um, one of the things that I never made the connection with on my own I'm, I'm embarrassed and sad to say um, not until I heard somebody else mention it and bring it up that I immediately went oh shit yeah we, and, and part of that I think is just because it's so far removed but there's some also, there's some pretty strong Hendrix vibes that I get from certain certain things on here too um, and I think it's just that there were too many you know in my mind those two things are like fairly far apart um, no, but it's I, there, like in the sound of his in his guitar. Like, are you talking about like, um, uh, what's the name of the song, "The Wind Cries Mary"? Like that type of stuff, or like Band of Gypsies no, type of stuff, think, or? I think it's more just like in in the way in, in the sound of his guitar at certain points, and also the way he kind of just goes off into like these little jams sometimes. And I think that that's something that happens more in his live concerts, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I hear it. I hear it here, especially white, like with the one we were just listening to. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I could like give you an elaborate thesis on why, but I'm just like, yeah, like that makes sense to me. Those two things sound related okay. the thing that I noticed a lot when he was playing on the live video we were watching uh, a lot of that like warble that he gets is playing with the tremolo like under his hand yes. so like as he's picking he is like you can see his wrist doing these little like micro movements yeah. to adjust, adjust the tremolo and drop drop and raise the pitch he's a, he's um, a nice player and he plays lead on most of the really stuff good. live yeah, it's and, and so one of the things that I think about when you talk about Hendrix, right, is like the way that he didn't play like if you drop into like a verse, he's not playing like a rhythm, right? He's not like playing a like specific melody. It's like he's playing with it, like he's bending pitch and he's like kind of dancing around a lot of it, and. Um, you know, I, I think like I think of that like kind of vibe, that like kind of sway. So you had mentioned Mac and Marco. The other band that I keep, I, I can't help but think about, uh, and now Alonzo is definitely back. Um, the other band that I keep thinking about is Mild High Club. I don't know how you oh, yeah. how familiar you are with them, Tomo. Yeah, I am. 
Yeah, so Alonzo and I caught this guy here in Albuquerque, and they <laughs> have that great kind of like surfy. It's, it's a little bit surf. It's a little bit like detuned. It, so this stuff really thinks like like for me, it's like in that space between um, Mac DeMarco and Mile High Club, where it gets a little bit of that kind of playfulness of DeMarco with those weird kind of bendy, um, you know, sounds. Uh, he he um yeah yeah no i had to i had to beer myself here yeah um, you're good uh, <laughs> cheers uh but uh yeah i mean i totally i hear that and by the way that show was like so cool so jenny we went to yeah. this we went to the show it was at some dude's house it was a house party like and you show up we like we show up to the driveway there's like someone taking like donations Right, like five dollar donation recommended, um, and then we went there, and they were selling beers out of like a cooler. A cooler, yeah. <laughs> and and it was a ton of people there. What would you say? It was like there was like thirty or forty people there, easy. Like fuck, I remember maybe, it being more, maybe but more than that. But um, and yeah, and, but this is a band that was on Stone's Throw. Yeah. So I don't understand how the hell they only were able to book a house party in Albuquerque. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know either, but like I'm. It was cool. It was such a fun show. Yeah, but yeah, like there's that that kind of weird tweaky sound, and and it's interesting that you make the Hendrix connection because I hadn't really thought about that, but I I feel like there is some room um, there. And I think it's also in the way that like on for especially like why are you crying? He does he does a thing that where like the lead guitar or like the kind of like solo part is almost like trying it sounds like it's trying to sound like you know like people like you know where it's like wow wow and it's like it's almost like meant to sort of like be I think part of the story or sound like we it. Should and listen that was to something that. that I associate with Hendrix too is we- like using his guitar to almost like make like sort of human sounds right I should it's listen to those and don't ask me what song my dad played it a lot I don't know which <laughs> you should listen to Band of Gypsies um, what's the first track on Band of Gypsies I have to look that up but we should totally listen to that it's, um, it, it's okay so here's an interesting connection right um, Band of Gypsies uh, I remember when we did the Peter Green pod I think I played some stuff off Band of Gypsies because like I felt like a lot of the more psychedelic and out there stuff sounded a lot like Band of Gypsies. Well, I guess apparently he did a cover of a Peter Green song with Mick Fleetwood. I read about I that. that. And you know what I, I thought? I watched the video of it and I thought, how like baller <laughs> do you have to be to be like, not only am I going to cover this Fleetwood Mac song, but I'm going to get Mick Fleetwood to come drum on it and act like he's like grateful to be there. I know. That's crazy. That's crazy, but that's so yeah. No, that's on YouTube somewhere. I don't know. I wouldn't have ever made that. uh, I wouldn't have ever made that connection for sure. But um, we'll have to find it and edit for the after party. That's uh, that's cool. I mean, I think also. I mean, so look, like I think the musicianship is the musicianship level is, is high, which is really cool. There's some weirdness that maybe you can explain to me, Jenny, that I'm not quite getting. He, on 
there's a version of this record that has one of the songs. I think it's I'm the man. I'm the man that will find you. In Japanese? Yeah. And, <laughs> like, he sings it completely in Japanese. And it sounds like there are Japanese girls in a bunch of these songs. And I think he does karaoke um, in that video for maybe a crowd of Japanese girls. Am I remember, yeah. misremembering that? Yeah. So what's that I all about? So. Well, I think that if I'm, I mean, I know that this, this album was recorded in a Tokyo hotel, but if I'm, if I'm remembering all my facts right, he is from New Zealand, but yes. he also lived, I think, he for a time, he lived in London, and I believe he lived in Tokyo as well for, you know, at least some period of time. So okay. my assumption is it just has to be do with the fact that, like, these are people, you know, he met while he was there. Um, I don't know if there's more to it than that. Also, this song, this song right here, It's Your Body, five, it kind of has the kind of silly sort of Asian parody sound. I don't know what that, it's, it's like some sort of weird synth that makes it sound a little like China Girl, Bowie type thing. Yeah. Um, I'm just, just, I, I was just trying to like position that within like, con contextualize that within everything, right? Like, it seems. I think it's just a, a product of his environment, you know? Yeah. Or like a big product of where he was and it just, you know? And if you go back to like, for if you you know listen to Forever Dolphin Love, it's weird as hell. And that probably has, is in part a product of him being like, you know, younger. And I, I'm sure he wasn't, I don't know if he was still a teenager when he wrote that, maybe. But, you know, he was basically a younger boy and he was dicking around in New Zealand. So like, yeah, you're gonna get some like unapologetically <laughs> weird stuff out of that, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. So what, I, okay. I, so, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought up that album too, that for Dolphin Love. Um, there's a track, I think it's like the second track on that album. It really reminds me of the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> like, like I was which one? Which one? On the way back to the house, like kind of late era pumpkins. I'm trying to pull up the the track list. Oh, well, let's add it to the after party. You watch it. You I, watch that's it exactly out. what I'm going to try and do. Because and, and here's the thing: is that I really had a, a tough time picking between these albums because I love them both so much, but they're so very different. And I figured yeah. that you two would more, you know, more likely to get into the R&B vibes on this one. I, I love, um, I love it, man. I, I love it. Like to me, like it's cool. <laughs> it's so cool. But I think you good might guess. also be interested to know that. Uh, um, his he has a third album which was called Jazz Busters. Yeah, I just found out about that today. Well, hang on, because I actually don't really like anything on it. Uh, <laughs> well, you might, you might, it might be your thing. It just might not be my thing. He um, he has fine. It's not bad, but there's nothing on it that I'm like, wow, that's really good. It's all, right. all like very like, you know, like. Uh, uh, very chill, but it's not like chill in this style. It's like more like kind of like acoustic, or, well, not acoustic, but just like quiet and with less effects. It's more basic and stripped down. And, and but then and, he also just released an, another album like two weeks ago. And yeah. from what I can tell, 
That one actually was like one that he made with his dad, and I'm still trying to work through that. <laughs> it's 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 a, there's a weird premise where it's like his dad is involved and his dad's singing, and I don't know what's going on there entirely. But so okay, um, so what I, I I was about to mention that, and from what I read, it was that his he had a vision that his dad was gonna die unless they unless they recorded this album. And it's completely improvised. It's it's completely improvised, right? So they just improvised the whole thing and recorded it. Um, and if you watch that um, the one video live performance that he did with Mac DeMarco, his dad sings the last song, which is a cover of uh, the Beatles' uh, "While My Heart Gently Weeps." Yeah. Um. So, um. Well, sorry. While my guitar gently weeps. So, so, but anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, there's some weirdness going on there, <laughs> for sure. Um, it's like, you know, when is his mom going to show up? Like, what is going on here? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, um, artists take really weird detours, and like, sometimes you're on, you're just like on that vibe, and you're like, awesome. And then sometimes you're just like, I'm not sure what you're into, dude, and we're not aligned. Um, I think for me, like, so, you know, um, I was living in Philadelphia when, like, MGMT got popular, the first, you know, kids, electric feel, all that stuff. And it was cool because it was, like, music that, like, was playing at, like, dance clubs and stuff. It was, like, music I vibe to, like, at clubs. And then they put out their second album, it was called Congratulations. And Congratulations maybe one of my top, and probably my top ten, like, records ever. But it was a very different thing. They went in a very different direction, and I was with it. Like, I was with it 100%. The rest of the world was not so much. Then they put out a third record, self-titled, and it has... I, I, I couldn't fuck with it. I tried. I couldn't fuck with it. It was too dissonant and just not... Like, the congratulations wasn't dissonant. They were still, like, these beautiful songs. They were just not in the vibe of the first record and so this that third record i don't know i don't know what was going on and i just wasn't aligned but then little dark age if you ever yeah. listen to that that shit is a banger like that's a great record and like i'm with that so you, you can't follow everyone everywhere you know sometimes you're just not yeah not yeah. feeling it well some the other thing is that you know normally it would kind of worry me that like you know what he's doing most recently right before we go see him is kind of like this weird stuff i'm still trying to figure out how i feel about it and what it is he's but gonna do he's not gonna he's gonna I'm do a some little bit, i'm a little bit reassured by the fact that like it seems like in a lot of his live performances he has done like a solid sampling of like the whole spectrum um old album like he still to this day will play stuff from forever dolphin love which is great um but also that no matter what he's playing, that his live shows seem to actually be a lot of fun, regardless. So That's, I'm I'm fine. I'm uh, fine. Yeah, I'm sure. Whatever I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be a cool show. He's a good musician, and you know, like, so you can kind of rely on that, you know, no matter what yeah. the hell he plays. Yeah. I really fuck with this song, man. I really fuck with the song. This song feels like what does it feel like? It feels like the Bee Gees. I put the Bee Gees in the after party. It feels like an even more chill version of the Bee Gees. Um, like, I think I put How Deep Is Your Love in the After Party uh, videos, but 
this, it was, it this was is also, a vibe, man. This is a vibe. It was also making me think of that, like, Dame Funk, Steve Arrington stuff. Do you listen to much? Yes, of that? yes. A hundred percent. It sounds a little bit like Baby. Yeah, the yeah, Dame Funk, Ariel like Paint uh, yeah. collab, which uh, which is a cover. Yeah. This is a, this is money. Yeah, I love the yeah. chorus too. Like we haven't really talked about his lyrics much at all, but you're such an easy flirt is such a great line. <laughs> yeah. It's just like fun and like you know, but like fun in a kind of creative, poetic way, right? Yeah, it doesn't feel too creepy, which I feel like you know, <laughs> the joke is certainly riding that line hard like and and yeah it's like right on the edge like it's maybe the thing that you could like could be said right before it gets real creepy it's so funny man my threshold for that it's like i think i feel like i have like peruvian music in the back of my head and it's like you know, you took the sum of Peruvian music, it would all be above your creep threshold. Like, <laughs> like every single Peruvian song ever. <laughs> yeah. would just be like, you know, the, the things they're trying to say to these girls, like, on, you know, on these songs, and things they're trying to get to, like, in the song, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like... <laughs> Sometimes I kind of get, like, this... It's hard to sort out, like, is like, I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure out, like, how serious is Conor is in being here... And like I feel like most of the time with his real, all right, let's say lusty. I was gonna say thirsty. But let's <laughs> say it's almost like it, it's like the feeling I get is like it's like that you know meme or whatever where it's like, just kidding unless. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's fuck! Like, I want to do all these things, ah, but it doesn't matter if we don't. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, serious, not serious. Serious. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. serious if you're into it. Yeah. <laughs> so you could seriously be convinced. But, you know, it's funny, right? It's funny. We're laughing. Yeah. yeah it's good. Yeah. I don't mind, but see, that's the thing also is there's a lot of people, I know some people that, like, anytime there's, like, the hint of, like, not being super serious or, like, kind of trying to be funny... It like break brings down the experience for them like on a musical level, um, like my my buddy Joe Ellis, shout out Joe, he's like self admitted he's just like like you know I know it's not right but like it's just like it's the second like they start fucking around and joking about something like I just get taken out of the vibe you know like um, yeah but that's he's super into like jazz and you know okay. like I don't know he's super into like music that's like. Not necessarily so, like, very focused on the musicianship and, like, you're yeah. really, really deep into it. So, like, someone kind of making a joke takes takes it out, right? Yeah, no, I remember when I was in Philly visiting and I got tickets to see Battles. Uh, mm -hmm. And it, I got two tickets and you had to do another thing. And yeah. Like, with Joe doing. Like, right, right. And, yeah, like, we had a blast. Like, I think he... He and I talked about it briefly afterward, and he's like, you know, this is not like if you would have showed me, like, just said the name and kind of said what I was looking at. Right. Know if it would have, I would have been into that, but this was impressive. Right, he, right. Yeah, he's a musicianship kind of guy. Yeah, he's a motherfucker of a guitarist, right? So like, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's like he's a gypsy jazz guy, like it, it you know, in, in performance. So he's playing Django Reinhardt type stuff, and yeah. And and he he plays classical guitar. He actually played at my wedding. Um, he played yeah. at the at the reception and 
uh, yeah, he's a, he's an awesome, fantastic talent. And so I can, but I can understand his perspective. But being from like largely a non-musician perspective, like yeah, and being like a fanatic of Ween, like I can't really be on that tip, you know. <laughs> like, it eliminates all of Ween's music, and their music isn't fucking awesome, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> in fact, by the way, I. Some of these, this yeah. song, the with the effect that he has on his vocals, yeah, is very Ween helium ish <laughs> from old Ween helium yeah. vibe, you know. Yeah, for sure. Like, and, and and I think like to hear him perform this live, to be like his range is pretty close to this too. Like, it is. Singing, it doesn't sound like it's. Like there's a whole lot of effect put through this. He's not really stretching. Like just kind of adding a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He's not stretching at all. I don't think. It's also interesting to me because if you hear him talk, like his regular speaking voice is a pretty normal pitch and tone, but yet he always sings so high, and I'm I don't know where that came from. I like it. I mean, it works. Yeah. But. It really works for this maybe music. Once he just like sung super high, just messing around, and was like, you know what, that's gonna be my thing. Yeah, I don't know where that comes from, right? Like, like the Delphonics, right? Like, what can you think of something? I mean, the Delphonics. Oh, like, you talking about like, like singing like, uh, in falsetto almost exclusively? Yeah, bringing that like kind of falsetto soul sound. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an R and B. It's definitely an R and B thing for yeah, sure. Yeah, BGs. Well, the thing is, the BGs were. It's interesting because old Bee Gees, like 60s Bee Gees, didn't sing like that. Yeah. Um, that was more late 70s, and I think it's I think it's Philly Soul sound. I think it is. I think you're right. I think it's the Stelphonics, the Spinners. Yeah. Um, those kind of groups. Um, Delphonics basically exclusively sound in falsetto. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm sure they got it from somewhere in some way. You know, I'm sure there's like a long history. I, I hate to make claims like that after listening to that podcast, Cocaine and Rhinestones, because like I feel like dude's gonna like you know if he ever hears this, he's gonna like be like, no, 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 no. It turns out that like 15 years before that, some fucking dude you've never heard of from Baltimore was. The, you know, I'm just like, okay, all right, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my understanding of it, I guess at least. Yeah. Um. This song, man. This song is. This song is a vibe. I think I mentioned that in the chat. Like, when I first heard it, I was like... Yeah. Okay. We're here. Oh, oh, I was meaning to tell you this. Okay. So, there's a... There's a YouTuber that I subscribe to named Brad Taste in Music. I think I shared a video with you guys of him. He does, like, music reviews, and he's pretty fucking funny. And um, I think I shared a video with with you guys where he was reviewing his review of something else. Yeah. <laughs> and then he actually had a third version of himself reviewing his review of his review. It was really yeah. out there. But anyway, yeah, yeah. He, so he does like every week, he does like a help me discover new music sort of deal. And so you, he uses like Streamlabs. And so what you do is you request... Like, you request a song, and you send, like, a donation, like, a dollar, and then he'll listen to, like, a certain amount of the song. So, this week, I was, like, doing something else, and I saw he was live. I, I, I clicked there, and I was like, fuck it. So, I'll have him listen to this. I'll have him listen to this song, and the, this video, right? Like, 
for the first the first like minute of it or something, right? And unfortunately, that the the video of his like live stream, it got it's. I had it bookmarked, and then it got taken down because like I guess copyright stuff or whatever. So it's not there anymore. He listened to it. He gave it a shrug, and he was like, "It sounded kind of sounds like porno music to me." <laughs> I mean, like, he's not wrong, but it's a little cheap. I mean, I, I don't. If you're doing it right, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he's a yeah. I mean, he's a white guy. He's into Radiohead. Like, it takes a little bit of you know. It takes a little doing. You know what I mean? Like nothing wrong I mean, with Radiohead. We've already. I, I love Radiohead. Radiohead. I love Radiohead. No doubt. There's I am. No... I am uh, white and also into Radiohead, and I still have room for kind of. No, I know, I know, but right. you know, but look, but it's it, it's. I'm just saying, like, no, you guys. I mean, yeah. look, you guys are my gringos. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're my gringos. It's just it's just that Grass, it's, grassy. Grassy. <laughs> it just it just takes Four you know. I'm just saying, look, your average gringo. It takes it takes time to yeah. get to to like be able to fuck with this. I don't know, man. Like I like the thing oh, I, I think about is because he would have appreciated that. See everything yeah. he's missing out. Did uh, did Aubrey listen to this one? Did she have did she have an opinion on it? Yeah, I think I think she liked it, but I think it weirds her out a little bit, which I think is oh, like, fair like, yeah, yeah. I, the one thing that I, yeah, if this is a hard album to just throw, like it feels like you're throwing your friends to the wolves a little bit, unless you like can preface it with like, okay, like, Listen, do you like? Yeah, is thirsty. Just just yeah. before you go into this, no, yeah. this is a thirsty man. Have you ever thought, like, what, I, I feel like I should make this joke when he's back, but I can't help it now, it just flows. What is it like to, like, be seduced by Clint Howard? Like, if you're someone who's ever wondered, like, what does it feel like to have Clint Howard seduce me? This is kind of, I, this is what I imagine it would be like. Like, it, it's a little weird, but, like, he's he seems to be very knowledgeable. Right, like yeah, he's thirsty and and seems to be very knowledgeable. And also, he's very like pro boundaries. It's like, listen, like it's your body, yeah. like you listen to it. And and like how like that's like a better sex ed than any of us ever got in school, right? For sure. <laughs> if I could have like, operated with this knowledge, I would have less apologies mm. to hang out. Hand out right? <laughs> like, like it's just. So, Alonzo, were you but around, I missed. like, <laughs> you missed me saying that uh, this, I think this might be what it feels like to be seduced by Clint Howard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's a little weird, but he seems very knowledgeable. So, you know, I guess I'm going to go with him. I feel like I'm in good hands, but it's a little strange. Wow, that's a, that's a nope, that's uh, notebook worthy. Like what? <laughs> it's uh, it's also like you know you, you gotta have just have have given yourself bangs to be in the right frame of mind. Uh, you know? Yes. Oh my God. Look, like, can we talk about his like K-pop like photo shoot for this album cover? Because it's kind of amazing. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty that, ridiculous. Like, tussled hair and pencil pencil thin mustache, like. I mean, like, I he didn't grow that, right? You look at this album cover, and you know what's coming, right? You know that, like, these next few tracks is going to be someone trying intensely to seduce you. So, 
That, is that drawn I'm on? I'm amazed about the pencil. I don't think so. I, I was watching a performance um, and it zoomed way into his face and like he was just at a side profile to where you could see like the stubble. So I'm not saying that he doesn't maybe like add a little bit of color because he's so damn blonde that like maybe, I don't know, maybe he just runs a quick pencil to like highlight <laughs> it. I can't say he doesn't do that, but I do know there is actual hair there and I'm amazed at his commitment to that. Um, I would have been way too lazy. I would have just had a regular mustache. Like who, what is this commitment to the pencil? That's so much You know, work. like, I mean, he's a good company, right? Good and kind of creepy company, right? Mm. Like. Like, John Waters has a, had a pencil mustache for a while. And like, again, it's a little thirsty, a little strained. It's John Waters. I know. Right? So, so like, he's yeah. a good company. Salvador Dali. Yeah. Um, thirsty yeah. and strained. I've thought about yeah. doing the pencil, but it's just a little... At my age, at my never... stage in life, I'm just not sure it's the right, <laughs> it's the right vibe, you know? I think, I think I'm more worried about what if it is. Right? <laughs> like, I can't. Like, what if I shave a pencil thin mustache and it's like, oh, oh yeah. This, this is, is what it is. This, this is, is what you've been are. looking for it all these years. Well, you and know, now dude. I've got to live with that knowledge. Like, now I'm ignorant. I can live in bliss. Look, man. Miss uh, said, wait, should I shave a bezel mustache? And I said, absolutely not. Don't do that. No. Oh, come on, man. You can. We have to sleep in the other room. <laughs> I cannot wake up to that. You know, um, I would have never thought to do like, like solo cop stash growing up. And if the two of you show up to Austin with pencil mustaches, I will draw one on to join you. <laughs> don't don't hold don't hold me long. to that shit, because. <laughs> you want like I feel like this is the Big Lebowski line. Like, do you want a pencil mustache? I get you a pencil mustache. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll have one by tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> Um, yeah. This is, yeah. This is kind of the part that, that feels Hendrixy to me, like this, um, not not exactly, but like along, the, there's parts where he's like got his guitar and he's like, well, you'll yeah, get, we'll get like, there in a minute. But. He's like halftime Hendrix, right? Like Hendrix mm -hmm. kind of yeah. plays through a lot of it and he's like halftime. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. It's like a cascading guitar solo. And it... It has these great, like, I don't know, I'm assuming, like, a chorus pedal and, like, a phase, like, a phaser that comes on occasionally where it really sounds like a UFO landing in your head. Um, Is it, wasn't yeah. there, hold on a second, wasn't there really a, a cool. period of time, and maybe I'm misremembering, but I kind of felt like maybe there was a, oh, no, that was Prince. Didn't Prince have the pencil mustache? Yeah. He definitely yeah, did. For sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, look, there's... A little yeah. strange, a little thirsty. Like A little thirsty. If you ask yourself, what if, what if, like, Prince, but but albino, you know, and, and uh, New <laughs> yeah. Zealand. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the, like, I need to see him in the assless chaps before I'm convinced of that, I think, you know. I, I think I mean, need to is a strong statement. <laughs> need to is a strong statement. I mean, no, I, I would say need, <laughs> I would say need to rather than want to. <laughs> I would need I to. I think there was at least a point of time, a point in time where Hendrix had the pencil stash. Yeah, he did. I just imaged Google it. He was rocking that yeah. for a minute. Oh, the pencil oh, stash, cool. Hendrix? Yeah. Look, yeah. I think we, look, I think if there's one conclusion we've made, in this conversation, it's 
that what the pencil stash means something. It means something very specific. Yeah. You know, and that's <laughs> yeah. and that's fine. That's okay. It, you know, it, yeah. <laughs> so, so I have the cop stash. I'm I'm more interested in arresting people than fucking people. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's funny. Mm. Well, any any other yeah. rounding any other rounding thoughts? I I don't know. There's not enough music like this. Like, like <laughs> there's I don't know. Like I'm. This is all. Like you say. I think this is going to be timeless. Yeah. Um, I've specifically not listened to much of the other albums. Um, again, like the Dolphin, Flying Dolphin, Love aside, right? Um, I haven't spent time with the other albums yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Right? Like. I feel like it's going to be like when I first heard Ariel Pink and I got to dig into all the like earlier albums where the recording quality got worse, but the music got even more interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's lovely. Like I, again, and I'm Alonzo, you may not have been here for this, but <clears throat> it is hard to just drop someone into this. Like, <laughs> I feel like, this is not an album where I can just hand it off like a good book or a CD to anybody that, you know, I think people might take it. the wrong, People might take it the wrong, wrong way, you know? Yeah. It's, you really <laughs> have to, there has to like, there's a checklist I think, that you have to go through before like you get this recommended, but mm -hmm. it is also really fun to play it for people who don't know what to expect. So I'm on the fence. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, okay. Well, what's your rating? Um, what's what's your rating? I guess. I mean, my rating is. I think it's. It may be as close to a five as I can think of. Hmm. Really, like, like I okay. So, in terms of nothing lasts forever, is it necessary? No. Like it could be like, like a tenth of the link the length of what it is yeah. and an intro component to caramel and it would make more sense like it feels like filler but to listen to it start to finish it's fantastic and it ends on a super high note and it takes you through a weird journey in the middle of like the, the middle to end of the album it's like it's both easy to cut down in terms of cutting it to an EP because there is there's stuff that can be filler if mm -hmm. you're trying to get focused in on a thing, but it's hard to cut down beyond those kind of throwaway tracks without like really feeling like you missed something, right? Like, yeah. I, I won't listen to my cut again. I'll listen to the album yeah. a lot more than I ever will my cut. So like the albums are five and my cuts are four and a quarter. I don't know. Like, I don't know how that works. Like my, my cut made the album worse. <laughs> Your cut made the album worse. Damn. My cut made the album worse. I feel like okay, that's interesting. Well, I'm gonna give it if 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 you don't mind, I'll let you I'll let you end this on a on a uh, on a positive note. Not not that I'm gonna be negative. I'm gonna give it. A, I would say four stars for me, and I feel like my cut is makes it like it's still under thirty minutes, so it still technically could be an EP, um, and. I feel like my cut gets like rid of all the extra stuff, which is cool. 
I'm not like skipping it. Like I'm not gonna if I play you know when I play this in the future, I'm not gonna just hit skip. I might skip track one. I might start with caramel. Um, what I'm doing. If I'm trying to focus on a thing, I may. I'll probably start with caramel. If I'm just throwing it on and it's background noise, yeah. I'll probably start the first track. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I would probably start with caramel and just let it roll, and that's cool because, like, it's not like the it's not like the tracks I didn't include aren't on the same vibe. They're they are on the same vibe. You know, it's not like there's a random like death metal track like in the middle where you're just like what the fuck like okay let's cut this fucker out because it has nothing to do with anything so it's not like i would like go out of my way to avoid it but i feel like my cut is like it's like the essence of the thing with no fucking around and no like dalliance you know so but maybe maybe the maybe the rest of the song is like just kind of like more foreplay and you know maybe i maybe i'm just not uh, very thoughtful in that respect and I'll just own that and just be like, okay, four stars out of five for me. I think that well, a lot of it, in fairness to all of us, I mean, you know, the Pitchfork review on this when it came out, it was Evan Minsker who was like, you know, this shit demands patience. And that's like a quote. I mean, not that this shit, he didn't say that, but mm-hmm. he was like, this demands patience. And it does to a certain extent. Um, you know, he his complaint was that like parts of it were just too slow. And I feel that. Um, but I will say that I've been listening to this one for, oh man, probably at least six months, I think, mm-hmm. off and on. You know, I, I had a phase with it a couple months ago, and then I, I, you know, kept it in the rotation for a little while, moved on to other things, and then came back around to it for this. And I'll say that, like, I really think that the more I listen to it, I'm an impatient listener, you know. I it may be more impatient than the both of you. And when I first started listening to this, it was like, "Do I make you feel shy?" Was just kind of blew me away so much that it, like, listening to the whole album, I was like, "Eh, come on, I don't have time for whatever this is." Or I could do it in a background, you know. Like, Maybe <laughs> I can leave it on if it's background, right? Because right? the the it's your bodies get to be in places are a bit much, um, even for me. But I will say that the more I listen to it the more I keep coming up with stuff. Like, my cut a couple months ago would not have had as much as it does now. Um, and I think that this is the kind of thing that really just... It, it takes time for some of this stuff. Some of it doesn't take time, but some of it does. Yeah. And that's no one's fault, not even the Romans, you know? That's, that's just what <laughs> it is. Um, so, like, it's your body... Gosh, is it... And I keep, I'm so bad at keeping the numbers right, but I know I have more of those than either of you two because one of them, and I I think it's four, maybe it's one. One of them I didn't initially really have that much in, you know, to, to do with, and this time around just really developed uh, such an appreciation for it that I was like, shit, how did I miss this? I think it's got to be four. Um, Maybe. I think it's got to be four, because one and five are, like, at proper songs, I feel like. Um, I think four is the one that made me realize, like, the Shine On You Crazy Diamond connection. <laughs> I think, like, this was the one that, like, like partway through this symphony piece that is five tracks long, you hit this point where it kind of takes the original melody and turns it on its head for a minute. Yeah. And it's like that point where you start to realize, like, 
Oh, okay. These are one big piece, and there are some interesting arrangements here, and like this clicked into to place in an interesting way. Well, so I, you know, so, something just uh, something we didn't even talk about, which I think is kind of interesting, is like at the end of "It's Your Body" five, it has the melody from Caramel, right? Yeah. So yeah, and it does definitely feel like one of those. Like you know, like a like a symphony with like motifs, right? That are like yeah. coming in and out. My, in my cut, I actually put caramel after it's your body five. So that would be kind of like a cool little like intro to the melody and then the proper song or whatever. But yeah. but yeah, so yeah, there's there's that piece to it. It is. I think isn't shine on your crazy diamond five parts also. I I thought it was more. It's been a very long time since <laughs> I that track was. That's cool. I would have never thought of that, or it would have never occurred to me, right, um, uh, to make that comparison. So, pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, you know, I will say that I was a Pink Floyd kid. Like, I mean, me too. People were Grateful Dead kids. Oh, I was fuck a that. Pink Floyd kid. Oh, you chose wisely. So, <laughs> yeah, I feel like so. that's true. So it's a nine part. Nine. I think it's nine parts. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But this album also has some of like, gosh, this is like the most addictive little pieces to it. The sort of stuff that like, you know, I played Lying Has to Stop a couple times when we were like driving around last weekend. And like by the end of it, like Chris and I were both like walking around the house like later that day just going, I mean, it is, it is, it's got little bits of earworms that are so hard to get rid of. Which is, like, a, a good problem to have. And, um, and I feel like that's what originally hooked me with Ariel. For sure, it's like, like, it, it's familiar and strange, right? Like, the, t the sounds are familiar, the arrangement is strange, but because of that combination, it's, like, the most insidious earworm. <laughs> it's, like... You don't realize how deep it got in and how quickly it happened at first. And then three days later, you're like thinking about things to the melody of the song. And uh, yeah, just because the word combinations kind of bounce in the same way. That's at least that's how it works for me. Like yeah. I'll walk through the house singing about dumb stuff around me to the exact melody of the near word. Have you guys ever heard of him before we, I brought this in? Well, you you played. Um, I think we listened to. You know, I mean, Do I make you yeah. feel shy? But no, I had never heard that. I mean, like, never heard of him. No. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It is weird. I, and I think that like oddly, it's amazing. I I came across him years ago by total chance, and I can't remember exactly where it came up, but I feel like what happened. Like this is not something I heard on the radio for sure. I think what happened is that I was watching YouTube music videos and somehow like it came up in like the the autoplay or something mm -hmm. and I just randomly came across the the one from Forever Dolphin Love where he's got the lemons on his eyeballs mm -hmm. um, and I love that song and I think I mentioned before that like I listened to that song a lot and then completely forgot that he existed for a few years and only this like early this year I think was like oh wait I need to listen to the rest of his catalog and I think that's crazy that I've never heard of him outside of that random encounter years ago and that you guys haven't either because we're people that like try to keep up with stuff sort of like Dude, this right? the way it goes like, you know? yeah it's the way it goes like anyway. you know you, you, I, I feel yeah. like 
I mean, look, I feel like most of the new music that I listen to, more often than not, is like just recommendations from friends. Like, um, yeah. I think Ryan was over last week, I think it was, and he was like, oh, hey, have you ever heard of this band Panopticon? It's like black metal, kind of folk, weird thing. And uh, it's like, no. So I, ch- I checked that and I listened. I've been fucking with their last album. And it was just based off of like, hey, you should fuck with this. This is cool. Like, and again, like I said this a million times, but like it, it makes me happy we do this. Because like, like, I feel like since we've started doing this and like the year we've been doing this, like I've just been more attuned to and discovered more new music. Like just shit I didn't know or didn't know super, super well. Right, and like now I know. Now I can fuck with like, you know, like now I can put on some other thing and make make a different mix with a different dimension. So that's cool. Yeah, I like. I feel like, I feel like the reason this works so well for the three of us is that whether it's actively happening now or happened like in the past, you know, thirty years of knowing each other, like we've all dedicated like some deep dive stuff like really dedicated some time into like finding weird new music that like does the same thing as the stuff that turned us on to this like whole world of music but in a way that i don't have to hear the same album forever i get to actually see a growth line and like like i think that works really well for us now because it's like oh here's this thing that i found recently or knew about 10 years ago that like i don't know i just didn't like i didn't have an outlet or i like feed like this outside of this podcast for a while and it's great like we get to find amazing stuff like common moccasin that like yeah, I'm yeah, so stoked for his show, and like I'm so yeah. I'm so stoked to to see him and um and and going to a show when you don't know the music well like sometimes it's fucking awesome, but yeah. when you go to a show and you really know the songs, and like it's I feel like it's a different kind of experience you know like you're just you're just vibing you're just kind of hoping oh like oh he's gonna play this song he's gonna play that song or, you know and um. So I hope that these motherfuckers that don't get vaccinated don't fucking ruin our Austin trip. I fucking hate you pieces of shit. Get vaccinated, you fucking assholes. Sorry. Understand. Mm. Understand. You gotta let yeah, up the no. steam now. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Jenny. What's your What's your rating at the end of the day here? Uh, math. I, I held myself to the math on this one, mm-hmm. um, and I was surprised it came out to a 4.25. Surprised, not because it's not a great album, it is a good album, but because there are two, like, one to two songs on here that I really just, like, dislike. Um, it's Your Body 3 got a one for me because <laughs> it was, like, a song. I guess it got a point for being... <laughs> for being on the album? I don't know. <laughs> I really, really dislike it. And yeah. despite that, and, you know, honestly... I don't like nothing lasts forever either. It, it's 
I don't like Forever Dolphin Love. It's just not a song that I connect with, and mm -hmm. I don't like it in its original style, so it's no surprise that I don't like it in a different style either. Yeah. Um, but despite having like a couple songs with super low ratings, it really didn't drag the overall average down. I guess that's because there were like four or five that had like between a 4.75 and a 5 that all balanced out. We should figure, um, out, a, we should figure so, out a way yeah. to do karaoke. Just Sorry to interrupt. We should figure out a way to do karaoke oh. for this record. Like like some of the songs because I feel like I could totally I would totally be down like this song I want to roll with you, I mean it's gonna be you guys are gonna have to listen to my falsetto but you know which is a challenge but I still I think I feel like that would be like it would just be so fun to sing some of these songs you know. Listen, I fully support this, and, but <laughs> you guys are. I'm looking at the two of you, the two IT people. I am aware I can't make that happen. Oh, I'll, I can make it happen. <laughs> I can make it happen. It's not an idle threat. Um, all right. You know, right. it That's just, fantastic. you know. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, so the album got a 4.25. Obviously, my cut would be very close to a 5, if not a 5, mathematically, if I if I took out, you know, this other stuff. So. Right on. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and it's so well done, and it's very technical, and it just it's one of those albums that seems to keep giving. You know, it doesn't matter how many times I listen to it. I just keep discovering more little things, you know, here and there. They just keep connecting. So it's cool. It's cool in that respect that it keeps on giving like that. You know, it's hard to get tired of something that you would think you would get tired of quick, but not yet. Right on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, so... Before we take a break, um, I was thinking. I think it's on. It's on me next time, and in the, with the idea of getting familiar with the musicians' music ahead of the shows we're going to see in Austin at the end of October. Um, I'm thinking. Let's do "Drunk" by Thundercat, his 2017 album. Um, it's. Um, pretty, uh, yeah, I would say, yeah, it's widely available everywhere, right? Does yeah, it have, does it? So. Oh, and then, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, so, yeah, Thundercat, drunk, um, I'm super stoked to spend a whole bunch of time with it. I fucked with it hard when it came out, like, real yeah. hard, but it's been probably a couple of years since I've listened to the whole record, like, and, and, and really fucked with it like that. Was this tour we saw him on, or was it the like? It was this tour we saw him on. Was it okay? I don't know if the record had come out, but them changes the single had come out. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, but I think he played a bunch of these songs. <laughs> there's a song. Just to give you a preview, uh, Jenny. There's a song featuring Kenny Loggins and Michael McDonald on the same song. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's going to be that kind of party. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It literally is. So, um, nice. so yeah, two weeks, Thundercat, drunk. Cool. See you guys in a little bit.